Hello and welcome everybody to episode 17 of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noe. We are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering topical news, deep dives into your favorite and unknown comic books, movies, games, and more weekly. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. Uh, we are going to go over Rising of the Shield Hero, episode one, season one. Uh, but before we do, like, follow, and subscribe to the channel. Check out our uh, promo code on Coffee Brand Coffee, K-O-E pod. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, try to get a hold of us at uh, Knights of Entertainment Podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. All right, we have Season 1, Episode 1 of Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, we have uh, one main character, uh, our protagonist, named uh, Naofumi Iwatani. Oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. I, surprisingly, I can pronounce that one. <laughs> like uh, well, that was impressive. Yeah, I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> I will not be calling him anything." Um, for the English uh, voice actor is uh, Billy Kamitz. Uh, apparently, unfortunately, he passed away in 2022. Uh, born in 1987, uh, he did the voice of uh, Nicolo from Attack on Titan. Man, he's not that old. He wasn't no. that old. No, 87 to 2022. That's not that old. Um, uh, he did Niccolo from uh, Attack on Titan. He did uh, random voices for El uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, and uh, he also did um, let's see, Ari from uh, Vinland Saga. Hmm. That uh, that newer anime like thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the Japanese uh, voice actor side, we have uh, Kaito uh, Ishikawa. Uh, he also does the voice of uh, Hecarim Termite from Overlord. Uh, he's a, a character in Overlord that's a, an adventurer that uh, dies when they go into the tomb of Nazarick. Well, there you go. So he, he, he lasts for two episodes. That's not bad. <laughs> I had to throw that in there because I thought it was funny. Uh, he also did uh, the voice of uh, Nero from Devil May Cry, the oh. Japanese version. And uh, Tobio from uh, Haikyuu, which is the anime about volleyball, basically. Oh, yeah. It's random sports they pick out. <laughs> make them, try to make them epic, epic as fuck. Well, the, the protagonist for Haikyuu is a short little uh, kid where he, he, he acts like he's tall. Oh. <laughs> uh, and the opening theme to this is uh, Rise by uh, Mad Kid as a group. Alrighty, uh, the first scene we have, uh, we're over the uh, the side of an ocean, basically like a seashore style thing, but it's kind of gloomy, so it's not like the bright, sunny vacation spot type places. Uh, you have hippogriffs flying over this like somber shoreline by the ocean, uh, then going to show our main character sitting on a rocky cliff overlooking the ocean. Uh we then have a shot of this uh, yellow ball rolling down this hill towards him. It's like a craggly, rocky hill, basically. And then it hits his foot and stops. You, uh, the shot then, uh, you get the main character picking it up, and he hands it to this little girl with animal ears and like a god's ray coming down on top of them. And then the scene panning up towards the sky, mm -hmm. basically. And then the scene ends. The scene ends, and we're in uh, Naofumi Uitani's room. And he's just woken up, basically thinking, you're like, what the fuck kind of weird dream was oh, that? Okay. <laughs> like, it was just basically a dream, the opening credits, or yeah. the opening scene, anyway. Uh, Nawatami, uh, excuse me, Naofumi <laughs> Iwatani, 
uh, then explains in narration, kind of like in his own head thinking style narration. Uh, he explains who he is. Uh, he's a college sophomore with a uh, slight otaku. Um, and a, an otaku is a young person basically who's obsessed with computers or particular aspects of popular culture to the detriment of their social skills. So he's got a slight otaku tendency, um, but he's not, not full Right. And he says that whenever uh, his younger brother started to get into trouble and started to act out of line and all that kind of stuff, apparently he put him back straight at that point. Hmm. And in doing so, he earned the right to live at home, which included an allowance. Earned the right to live with <laughs> Because apparently his uh, brother was getting into re some really stupid shit. But, but what do you mean allowed to live at home? Like he doesn't have to get a part-time job. And just leave? What? Like he, he basically watching after his brother was the... Uh, Earned him uh, uh, like, free rent, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. Gee, that's a strict family household. <laughs> uh, and basically, uh, he since he gets an allowance, uh, it led him to indulge in his otaku side more since he didn't need to go get a part-time job. So he can go to school and he can do what he wants after that. Go to school, get some money, play some games. Pretty much. That's basically what it is. Uh, while heading to the library, he also, because he's like walking towards the library at this point, uh, he also states that while he may indulge in uh, in being partially a little bit otaku, he is certainly no shut-in. So like he's not one of those kind that's always inside doing nothing. Like he actually goes outside. Okay. Kind of like uh, you get that stereotype of like uh, those gamer kids and stuff that just sit inside do nothing in their basements, as they say. Right? Yeah. He's not one of them. How many goddamn basements do people have? I know, really. <laughs> like, I, I don't know anybody that has. A and that's for where we live, in such a dangerous uh, area of the country, we sure don't have any basements. Yeah, but there's a reason. Yeah, because the soil is fucking exactly. horrendous. Exactly. <laughs> it's the worst place to start a city. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not kidding <laughs> um but uh like he says he's not a shot in um he would go to the library when his money would run out and read all light novels and stuff like he wasn't the kind where he was getting himself into debt trying to get into games and stuff like that he's yeah. like yeah i'll go to the library read a book how about that <laughs> like not that big a deal um uh, that is basically he says in his own mind um he uh he he uh, says until he picked up this book, this uh, it called the records of the four cardinal weapons. Okay, uh, banger title. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically had fallen along with a bunch of other books onto the floor whenever he went to go grab for something. Uh, opening the book, it shows four heroes of legend. So you get the sword hero, the bow hero, the spear hero, and the, the shield, shield hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, three of the entries in the book, uh, they all have like information about it and stuff. But whenever Nalfami turns to the shield hero, it's blank. There's nothing written in that section whatsoever about it. The book starts glowing, and it teleports him into a room where there's mages standing around, basically, because they've summoned him, basically. I fucked up his life quick. Yeah. That claim that the summoning was a, a success. And the, uh, they're, uh, the, the, can you please help save our country? I'm like, no, send me home. I'm 17 years old. I barely wipe my ass. Uh, now for me, looks down at his wrist because he's got this sh uh, little shield now attached to him. So he, did he pick the shield one or is it just what they picked for him? Apparently, it was uh, since that was the thing that was left in the book. Uh, the only thing that had nothing written. So he gets the shield. Oh, so someone else, uh, there's other people that have the, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Sounds like Jumanji. 
kind of, kind of, yeah. But uh, he looked down at his wrist, like, he's, he literally was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, he, uh, then you get the title card for the, the anime. So, like, there's no music or anything. It's just literally the title card. That's a long-ass intro. Yeah. Hell, like, two. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you get two intros, basically, for it. This is also one of the few uh, that I've actually seen where the uh, episode one is a 40-minute episode. Damn. Instead of just a 22-minute, yeah. like most of them are. Um, so you, uh, as soon as the title card goes away, which it lasts for like maybe two or three seconds, it's not a very long title card on there. Just the name of the show, basically. Yeah. Uh, then you're back to the current scene that you just left where it's got the summoners and stuff and they're asking for help. And, um, you have the bow hero asking what he means by what, what, like, what the fuck do you mean your country needs saving? Cause you get the other four heroes that were summoned at the same time. Oh, they're all up together. They're all standing there together, basically. Oh. It's like they're all looking like, what the that fuck do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and the mages explain that uh, they are the four cardinal heroes summoning them with uh, this ancient magic or whatever, this ancient ritual to get them to come there. Um, and Naofumi says, uh, he'll at least hear them out. Like, okay, we're here. Like, the explain what's going on. Like, he's enough of a, like, he's an otaku where he wants to enjoy, basically, right. this kind of a world, but... So this is the shit he's been dreaming of, sort of. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other three refuse. And, uh, yeah, they're like normal people. Like, get me the fuck out of here. Uh, they, they start becoming, um, not just like, let me go home, but they start becoming, like, demanding. Where it's like... Uh, let me go home. Yeah. Well, they say uh, the other refuse uh, unless their demands are met. Oh. Yeah, my, my demand would be, let me go home. Right. Well, uh, now for me, contemplates, why would you act this way? Like, why would you start making demands as soon as... Like, not demands to go home, just demands of, well, what do we get for it? Oh, that kind of... Okay. Like, you know, the cocky, arrogant... Like, what the fuck is your... He's looking at him like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, literally, you're here for one second, and you're already making fucking demands. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, the mages convince him to go meet the king, uh, but uh, now Famir remarks to, him smell, uh, to himself how smug the other three are basically being. Like, how the fuck are you three so fucking smug? Like, you can actually kind of, like... Um, you can kind of resonate with the way Nalfami's acting because it's kind of the way a normal person would act. Where it's like, you know what? Or, I'll put it this way. A normal person that's an otaku. Yeah. Or a person that likes video games and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. Let's see what's going on. You know, Save like... Save the world. Right. So they climb the staircase, basically, that's uh, leading out of this, uh, I guess, like, lower part of the castle that they were in where they were summoned at. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nalfami, he looks out one of the windows on this tower and he, re he remarks, I was like, Dude, we're really in another world. Like, like he's like just shocked by well, it. Basically, nervous breakdown. Yeah, and he he's uh, like talking to himself. Like, even like the air and the breeze feels different because it's a different kind of world, basically. And then you got the uh, the sword hero. He's like, no, it just feels Mediterranean. <laughs> like super, like smug kind of about it, you know, like. Yeah. Bro. I mean, he knows Mediterranean <laughs> atmosphere. Well, you, you, then you get uh, an alpha me where he's like, yeah, yeah, just, I didn't know the word, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he tries to play it off a little bit, but he's like, he's looking at him like, dude, really? Like, I was just commenting that it's a little different. I guess if I lived in, like, the desert, right? Yeah. And then one day I go to, like, the, the rainforest, I'd be like, God dang. Yeah. Sure, she feels different as fuck. <laughs> and I, I think uh, the biggest thing, too, is, like, since they're all four from Japan, 
Like some of them would be. Well, I don't know. What's their? I don't know Japan's like topography. They, I mean, it's it's like it's city. range, like a city mostly. I mean, you get the mountains. Like you got... Tokyo is like half of the island. <laughs> I know it really is. <laughs> At least that one specific island. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so uh, basically, then they get to the uh, the main uh, throne room where the king is. The king introduces himself, and he welcomes him to the land of Melramark. That's the name Melramark. of Melramark. <laughs> That's oh. the name of the country that they're in. Uh, asking them to introduce themselves, since he's already introduced himself. I didn't write down his name, but he introduced himself as who he is and stuff like that. Um, you get the sword hero, uh, the one that's kind of the one of the assholes, uh, named Rin Amaki. He's a 16-year-old high schooler. Uh, then the bow hero introduces himself, and his name is, is uh, Itsuki Kawasumi. He's 17, high school. Uh, the spear hero, named... Uh, Matoyasu Kitamura, and he's 21, college student. And then you have Naofumi, which would be the next one, and he's 20. Man, they love them young, don't they, in Japan? What, uh, do, they, what do they do when they hit 30? They just like they they just stop living? It, well, in the anime, they're all call, called old men. <laughs> so, Jesus. But uh, you get to uh, Motoyasu, the spear hero, and as soon as Naofumi goes to say, it's like, I guess I'm next, you know, to introduce himself. But he's interrupted by the king. And he continues talking only to the other three, basically ignoring Nalfami completely. Well, damn. Uh, after Nalfami's like, yo, king, aren't you forgetting somebody? Like, he literally says, yo, king. <laughs> uh, and the king's like, go ahead. And he's allowed to say who he is, which he takes pride. It's like, they got to say who the fuck they were. I don't get to say who I am. Hmm. Uh, after again, the king, he starts ignoring him again. <laughs> Soon it's like, like he's finishing talking, he just cuts him off and just starts talking again. Um, they are then told about the prophecy, basically. Uh, there's this thing called waves. It's basically a dimensional rift where monsters come through this dimensional rift from another world and start attacking people. Um, and they attack the land and it's predicted by this thing called a dragon hourglass. It's this gigantic hourglass that just counts down the time between the next wave, basically. Huh. And it gets faster and faster and faster each time. So the first, uh, it, basically, uh, the kingdom was able to withstand the first wave. And the first wave came before the, these heroes were summoned to where it basically took this huge toll on them. It was like days before. <laughs> that recent? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, dude... We fucking lost all these people. We have to summon these heroes. We, we can't do it ourselves. Gotta fortify the walls or something. <laughs> it's like just raising shit to the ground at this point whenever they come through those monsters. That's wild. Uh, so basically, uh, they learn they can also pull up this thing called uh, status magic. So it's like a little status menu basically like in a video game. So uh -huh. you get the little status menu and you can see your level and your abilities, what level you are and stuff and all that. Uh, like anything you would basically in a video game. Uh, and they see that they're all still level one. Oh good, that'd be perfect. <laughs> like you have them all to death. <laughs> uh, now for me, excitedly says that they can form a party and level up together. You know, like he's trying to be the optimist basically. Yeah. Um, at which point the chancellor to the king, basically uh, the... The kind of corrupt person in the kingdom. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, you have to develop separately. And recruit your own teams, otherwise your weapons won't develop on their own, is what we're told in the legends. 
so they can't be around. And then in Alpha Me, he's looking at the like thing on his little screen thing, uh, like uh, pull up piece. He's like, well, he's not lying. It does say that if they're around, they're less effective. Should I just set them separately, man? Right, you would think <laughs> that would make more sense. So uh, then the king tells him, it's like, you know what? It's late. Just stay overnight and we'll gather the most skilled warriors for the heroes. So in the, in the prepared quarters that they already have, the four are talking and Alphami remarks that he feels it, it, like a video game. You know, like, it, are we in a video game or something? It just feels weird. And the spear hero, he's like, yeah, because it's exactly like Emerald Online. Like, they already have a video game like that where he was talking about that. And it's basically like one of those kind of dive games like Sword Art Online or something like that. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. Um, and the bow hero, he's like, no, it's kind of like that new console game that I got, Dimension Web. Dimension Web? Right. And then the sword uh, hero, he's like, you're both wrong. It's like the VM, uh, VR MMO called uh, Brave Star Online. <laughs> so now they all have different games. That they think it's like. Right. Same story, same kind of like land and stuff like that. Uh, so, I think it's got a book. Right. It, 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 a light novel. It's kind of like, okay, this doesn't make no sense. Hmm. So they eventually figure out that they're all from different realities of Japan. They're not oh. from the same exact Japan. That's wild. So they all have slightly different histories and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and now for me is uh, wondering why he's the only one that has never heard of a place like this before. With the other three saying, well, it's probably because you're the shield hero, which kind of confuses him. He's like, the fuck do you mean because I'm shield hero? And they say, oh, the shield hero is a loser class nobody ever played as in the games. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you ain't going to get no information. <laughs> Damn. Like just being pure, like smug assholes for the most part, but not like evil towards him. Just like know-it-alls for mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um, at first, he's disappointed uh, by this realization. He's then optimistic about finding people to fight with, maybe even find a girlfriend. You never know. Like he's being kind of like that nerdy kid, or it's like eh, maybe can I find a girl? Yeah, play some titties or something. <laughs> it's like eh, you know, you never know. Maybe. <laughs> um, the next morning, the four heroes uh, they join the, all the gathered warriors and adventurers and stuff like that in the throne room, and the. Uh, they then line up behind the hero that they want to go with. So they all, all the warriors and stuff get to choose whoever they want to go with. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, now me having no one. Yeah, <laughs> figure something. Yeah, and he finds it extremely unfair <laughs> since he has no weapon and only a shield. So what the fuck am I supposed to do? Hey man, Captain Red's got a shield, he does okay. <laughs> yeah, but he can't throw his. Well, he better start hitting with you and them. <laughs> just bat, like rain, uh, shield bashing. Yeah, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Play Moral Wind or something. Just start shield bashing as much start, as you can. Start using them hands. <laughs> so he's throwing kind of like this ruckus, basically. It's like, like really? Give me one of yours. Like, you can, you can share two, can't you? Like, you got like 15 people behind you. Damn. They're all <laughs> fucking sick. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, from behind the spear hero, this uh, red, uh, red haired girl raises her hand and she volunteers. And Nalcomy's like, Oh, she's at least pretty. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and uh, she volunteers to change parties if it's okay with the spear hero. And the spear hero, he's like, Okay, well, if you really want to go, you can. And uh, then the king, he states um, uh, that the shield hero basically, he's gonna have to recruit any additional people by himself. I mean, like, we're not going to switch people. Some forward. random townspeople outside. <laughs> right. Uh, he gives Nalfami 800 silver, and he gives the other two, uh, or excuse me, the other three, 600 silver each. 
So he gets basically an increase of 200 silver. Hey, you got some extra money. Right, and that, so that way he can recruit if he wants to. Uh, the heroes uh, then leave the throne room and stuff like that, and they start splitting up. And the, red, uh, the red-haired girl uh, gives her name as Mine, M-Y-N-E. And she says it's an honor to fight with him. Like, she's being super friendly, super nice, and stuff like that. Uh, he comments to himself how friendly she is, obviously, and uh, says, he it, like, you know what, I've actually got somebody in my party. I've got to do everything I can to make sure she does not get hurt, since he's only got one person with him, basically. He's like, ouch, shit, I hit my controller. <laughs> I mean, my uh, mic. I'm trying to fix my glasses. So uh, she offers to take him to, like, show him the shops and stuff in the city and show him around the city at this point. And they pr- that way they can procure everything they're going to use and stuff like that if they start traveling. Uh, in the weapon shop that she shows him, the owner says uh, she kind of looks familiar, and she com- and he comments um, how he must be the shield hero, like he, he's smart enough to figure it out on his own without being told. Um, saying, you know, it's good to meet you and stuff like that. Uh, now for me, tries to pick up a sword, and he's shocked automatically, so he can't hold any other weapons. I told you these hands. Exactly. <laughs> I give out these hands. <laughs> and he gets this warning pop up. Uh, like on his like intel screen basically saying he can't use any other weapons but the shield and uh, he uh, the the dude that uh, is in this like armory he's like well I can at least sell you armor <laughs> like I can't sell you a weapon but I can at least sell you armor let's hope so that's you know something <laughs> like out of this fucking little baby shield on like fucking uh, armor uh, flies off of him too or something <laughs> uh, so then the two of them uh, mine and Nalfami they basically head off to this, like, meadow field to train. And uh, it, there's these uh, orange-shaped creatures that are called uh, orange balloons, <laughs> is the name of them. So random, okay. They kind of look like, uh, well. Those little pumpkins? Yeah, yeah. They're little oranges. Oh, like fucking tangerines or oranges <laughs> trying to rip his titties off. Yeah. That's a well, badass shield, though. It's like Green Lantern. Yeah, where it glows. Yeah. Yep. But uh, he he starts fighting uh, basically a bunch of those in a field because they're like the lowest of lowest level creatures. That would probably hurt a normal person, but since he's got resistances and stuff like that, being the shield hero, it's not going to hurt him any. Uh, and he basically, uh, whenever they die, they, they leave like an orange peel almost and he's able to feed them to the shield and the shield starts absorbing them into it. Uh, they then head back to the weapon store again to buy some more items, but this time for mine, uh, with Nalfami bargaining with the owner as she starts looking around, like he's already doing that kind of like joking bargaining type thing. So he's like, you know what? I know it's going to be expensive. So I'm going to start bargaining with you now. <laughs> he's like, okay, I want 60% off. God and then damn. the owner, sixty percent off. It's another twenty percent now. <laughs> he just starts adding every time now for me wanting something taken off. <laughs> so the price just keeps fluctuating back Jesus. and forth <laughs> the entire time she's looking around. And uh, after seeing how much she uh, she actually has got, he's like counted up, and she's like, you know, he's thinking to himself, "It's only gonna leave us like two hundred left if we finish getting all this." And he asks her, you know, can you downgrade a little? Like you bought a lot of expensive shit here. <laughs> Uh, and basically she flirts with him enough to buy everything that she wanted. Just a little bit of flirting. God dang simp. <laughs> I know, yeah, he's like, well, okay, I'll buy it. Like, I'm not made of money. Uh, they're basically then at this, uh, like, pub inn. Like the, 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 you know, the, 
the stereotypical inn with the pub at the bottom of it. Yeah, and fantasy. Good old taverns. Yeah. Uh, they're eating dinner and talking about the about the next day and where they'll be going, looking at a map. Like, okay, we were here today. We're going to be going to this town that's a little bit farther off of the map tomorrow or whatever. Um, and she tries to talk him into drinking some wine with her and stuff. And he's like, no, nah, I don't really like the stuff. <laughs> he, he don't want any of it. Which surprises her. And she's like, you know, I, that's actually quite surprising. Because uh, in Melramark, it's a matriarchy. It's not normal for a dude to refuse a drink. Like whenever it's being offered by a woman. Oh. It, it, you normally, like in the U.S., it's the opposite way around. Usually a woman's accepted a drink from a dude. Uh, not. I love the, at this point, point in time, I doubt they will. <laughs> Lace with whatever some guy decided to put in there. Uh, and he, he's like, I didn't mean to offend you or anything. I just I don't like wine. I don't like alcohol. And uh, he's, you know, it's like she's kind of shocked but it's like okay whatever it's like i'm gonna hate drinking alone but uh, you'll get used to it right so uh after uh thinking about how good of a day it went and stuff like that while he's sitting up in his room and uh he's stashing a little bit of money on the inside of a shield and he's even remarking to himself you know i feel like a damn japanese tourist hiding <laughs> money away and stuff at this point jesus <laughs> I didn't know Japanese tourists did. <laughs> I didn't either, but apparently it's a uh, it's a trope in Japan. But uh, as you can see on his arm, he's like stuffing it behind there on the inside of the shield. So he puts some silver back there, hmm. and uh, he basically heads off to bed. Like he he lays down, gets ready to go to sleep, and uh, he wakes up the next morning to find all the silver, all his all clothes. his new armor, all his clothes. Yeah, here we go. Everything jacked. Except uh, the shield. Because you can't, nobody can take yeah, it. Yeah, I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still has the clothes he's wearing, but... Uh, oh, that would be funny if he was butt-ass naked. They <laughs> took everything. They took my cock ring, too. <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps with it. It's okay. But no, it, like the silver, the new armor that they bought, and then the clothes that he had from Earth. Basically, his clothes that he was summoned in yeah. are all gone. Um, He then runs to Mine's room, and she's like sort of banging on the door. He's like... Mine, we've been robbed. Like, fuck. <laughs> you don't know what to do. And then you get this group of guards comes up the staircase and they come into the hallway with him. And the leader, he's like, the king has issued a summons for you and you must go with them at once, which is confusing as fuck to him. He's like, just been fucking robbed. Like, the fuck do you mean now? The king wants me. So uh, they bring him to the throne room and they encircle him with trident wielding guards. Trident. So spears yeah, that are basically, yeah. Forks, yeah. Yeah. So they, they, just, uh, just a random choice of why I said it. My trident, what the fuck? I, mean, I, 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 I was going to say spear. Like Aquaman's lived there? <laughs> I was going to say spear. Okay. But, but they have three points, so. A fucking that's a random, I don't know. It's a random weapon. <laughs> or land. Uh... <laughs> and at this point, mine is hiding behind the spear hero. So he tells the king that, like, like Dude, all my stuff has been stolen. Mine, are you okay? Like, trying to figure it out. And then uh, the king tells him, it's like, silence, you filth. <laughs> you fucking whore. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm like, oh, shit, what did I do? And see, okay, this is where it turns to a little bit darker side. Oh, uh, no. It's turning lighthearted at first. Uh, that's... It's ain't Goblin Slayer, is it? Uh, not graphically that bad, but... Jesus. 
So uh, basically, mine accuses Nalfami of coming into her room, stinking drunk, and tearing all her clothes off, and saying uh, to her, the night is still young. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And uh, raping her. I want a toxicology test. I'm not, I didn't drink a yeah. damn thing. Yeah. Uh, and then she says that she ran to the spear hero's room for help. And Nalfami, he looks at the spear hero and realizes at this point, the dude's got the armor that was stolen. Oh, oh it was all her, his plan? No, apparently later on in the series you learn it. No, it wasn't. She gave it to him. And he was dumb, basically. Like, he didn't understand. Dumb son of a bitch. Because he says it's like it was given to him by mine the night before. Like, before everything had happened. So the king says, uh, if he wasn't a cardinal hero, he'd basically be executed. Well, At damn. this point. So, uh, you have Nalfami, which, he's like, he demands them to prove, like, would you fucking have proof? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you I, people? I got receipts, where's my receipts like, at? He was just now the optimist, and now he's fucking pissed. <laughs> or even like, and just like this dark, like, realization, basically. Um, and they, uh, there's a guard that walks up carrying a nightgown, he's like, we found this in his bed. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So the other three heroes basically are saying, you're so fucking awful. Like, dude, really? You can't just do whatever the fuck you want just because you're here now. <laughs> they should have turned their fucking tone. Which they'd already been. Like, they've been assholes this whole time. Right. And now they're looking at him like, you disgusting bread. Well, then again, being an asshole, being a rapist are two highly separate things. Right. Right. Uh, and they say they shouldn't have even wasted their time worried about if uh, me was going to be okay the day before. Right. So yeah. now for me, he notices a slight smirk on mine's face at this point. Dirty bitch. And he basically has reality crashing down on him. Mm. It like, dude, I trusted you. Like he was just the day before he was happy. Right. He was optimistic. And now it's like, this is fucking evil. And it's like that. He it just, um, he basically, he was just like a mark and it was a plan basically thing from, from the beginning. Beginning. Yeah. Right. And the other is saying no mercy should be given to him. The other heroes. It's like, you shouldn't have no fucking mercy for him. Now for me also realizes that nobody liked the uh, nobody likes the shield hero since they think he's weak. Basically, like he's worthless. Can't fight nobody. Like, what are you going to do with your shield? <laughs> um, he then says, uh, just send me back home. Like, fuck it. I don't need to be here. Like, he's basically the one that's like, let's hear him out to begin with. And now... Like, you know what? Just fuck it. Just send me home. Yeah, might as well. Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're going to accuse me of fucking rape at this point, just send me back home. Or to jail, I guess. Right. And, and he tells him, summon a new hero. Uh, and then they say, yeah, but we can't. Well, fuck. Uh, apparently they can't summon any new heroes unless all of them die. Hmm. So they all have to literally die before that can happen. All four? Jeez, what if one of them just so OP? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, that one guy from the Elden, uh, yeah, uh, Elden Ring. Uh, let me solo her, mm -hmm. who, who's like beaten. Like, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> I'll get into it later. <laughs> so uh, the king says that he will not lock him away, because now for me he's like, "What are you gonna fucking do? Let me rot in a jail cell or something?" Now, like, he's like, "No, no, we're not gonna do that." But you'll never live a good life in this kingdom with everybody looking down on you, thinking you're basically a rapist at this point. And the king says, knowing the deeds you've done, basically. Well, I mean, if it was true, it'd be justifiable. Right. Uh, now, for me, he takes the last silver out of his shield, and he's like, he throws it at him, and he's like, Yeah, she, yeah, she has silver left? Yeah. Because, uh, again, being the Japanese tourist. I thought she took it all. Not out of the shield. 
Damn. She took the bag of everything else that was uh, in the entire room, but she didn't know he had it hidden in the shield. And he's like, he says, uh, shove it up their asses. Mm. <laughs> he's tired of it. He's like, fuck you. You took everything else from me. Here's your fucking little pittance of a <laughs> few silver pieces left. So uh, he then leaves the castle. He leaves with no money, no respect, and no trust that he had left for anybody. At least he has some clothes. Basically the things that he fell asleep in. Yeah. Like, hardly nothing, basically. And that shield. Uh, the merchant from the weapons uh, store that they were at yesterday, he basically drags him down an alley and he's like, I should fucking kill you right now. Because he'd already heard about yeah. what had happened. Jesus. And you got an alpha me, he's like, do it. I ain't got nothing else to lose. Do it. So he don't. He, he doesn't do anything to him. He's like, because he kind of looks at him like, I don't really think he did anything. <laughs> like, because just by the attitude that now for me had, it's like, bro, I ain't got nothing else to lose. Like, everybody's already fucking lied about me. Go ahead and do it. So he lets him go and uh, he gives him a cloak. He's like, yeah, they're going to know who you are. So here, take this cloak. Hmm. Um, he uh, now for me then goes uh, back to the place where all those orange monsters basically were in the meadow. And he just starts fighting them fucking all night long. Just Time, time for that grind. Pretty much, yeah. And he finally reaches level two at the end of the night. Okay. After grinding all night long. Well, maybe not okay. <laughs> like, what, 12 hours in a night? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, he then goes back to the town to sell the monster's remains, the, the like, pills or whatever, because he's not giving them to the shield anymore because it, it's not doing anything at this point. Oh, like, it's not having any more effect. Yeah, that happens, I guess, sometimes yeah. in the games. Like, I think he's uh, probably collected enough uh, points for that one specific item that it can't do anything else for it at this point. Um, he, uh, he overhears the merchant offering this other guy, uh, one copper for every two. Okay. So when Nalfami gets up there, he's like, I got 20 here. He's like, okay, I can give you one copper for all of them. Wait, damn, one copper for every, like, all of them? It's like, bro, I just heard you tell him you're going to give him one copper for every two. So like, that's at least 10 for yeah, me. 10 copper pieces. So he, he opens up his cloak. And it looks exactly like that picture right there where he's got all those, like, orange monsters yeah. attached to him. Because they're just biting the shit out of him because it doesn't cause him any pain. So, he's like, oh, really? Really? He grabs the dude's head and shoves it inside the cloak, <laughs> the merchants, where they just start snipping at that merchant. Basically leaving bite marks all over him and stuff like that. And uh, he's like, you going to reconsider? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll reconsider. <laughs> he gives him the, the coppers and like, maybe next time I'll give you a deal. He's like, uh, he tells him to spread the word between all the other merchants. It's like, <laughs> unless they want bite marks all over them. <laughs> and of course, the people that live in this town are kind of like uh, super weak, I guess. So like, they're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Nafami then goes back out to the forest area and he finds that uh, he can unlock new shields, basically. Okay. So like uh, the one after feeding all that stuff to the shield with the orange uh, balloon monsters, it says orange shield, and then he can get this other one after giving it a bunch of these uh, like herbs and stuff. He gets the leaf shield, so it becomes like where it's a leaf shape. If he turns it, he can turn it into this leaf shape at any time he wants to. And it allow the each shield has their own um, strengths and weaknesses, strength, strength properties. And weak, properties and stuff like yeah. that. So, like, whenever he uh, says, like, leaf shield, and he gets his leaf shield, it makes it so that way any herbs that he picks, he's picking the best quality. So, so like, he gets a benefit yeah. for it. 
Uh, he goes and he goes to this alchemist and he starts selling all that stuff to him and stuff like that. So that way he gets high dollar basically for, he's like, where did you find all this? And he's like, oh, just in the forest. Because <laughs> it, it, it's it's odd for, to find that high of quality stuff within that forest apparently. Um, he then goes to the bar at, at, after dealing with the alchemist and he has a little bit of copper at this point to spend. He goes back to this bar uh, and there's these guys that's like, we'll join you, we'll join you. You know, like trying to... Basically, you know that they're going to try to rob him later on. Damn, already? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but he's like, no, nah, okay. Yeah, you can join me buy your own equipment and shit. I'm not. He's like, you get paid on a basis of how good, you get, how good you'll do. Right. Because he's like already disillusioned with everything at this point. Like the, uh, like the ultimate reverse 180 of being the optimist to like fuck everyone. Jeez, it went from that fucking hero <laughs> to the villain arc. Kind of, yeah. It was like automatic too. So, basically, the, once he gets outside, he's like, you know, if you buy your own shit, come up to me after that. It's like, well, just give us your money. We just want your money. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just cut to the chase, at least. Yeah. And uh, he fucks all three of them up, like, without even trying. Like, level one or level two at this point. Like, it shows you how weak these people really are compared to the actual heroes. And uh, he, he fucks them completely up. After that, they all run crying basically because he threw those orange monsters at their faces and shit. Just like kind of a comedic. Do they have them like in his fucking pocket? Are they still alive? They're, they're biting on him. Oh, what? Is... <laughs> they're biting on him at all times, but it causes them no damage. So he doesn't care. No, <laughs> like at all. He, they're just under his cloak. Just fucking ticks and shit all over him. <laughs> He's like, whatever, whatever. And what's funny is that whenever they fall out, they come right back up to bite him again. <laughs> they love to bite him, apparently. Um, you get this guy with a top hat that he comes out of the shadows of that same alley and he's like, you know, I can offer you exactly what you need now for me because he knows he's a shield hero. Uh, so now for me, he's like, whatever. He follows the dude. He's like, he's not worried at this point. It turns out the dude is a slave trader, um, with a bunch of monsters and humanoids mm-hmm. to sell. Uh, and now for me asks why the man would think that. It was like, why the fuck do you think I'd want a slave? Yeah. Like, of all things, like, really, dude? And the, the dude uh, selling the slaves, he answers, well, because they can't lie or betray you. Like, oh, interesting thing. That's a, a, a like, interesting you kind of think about it, it's like, uh-huh, yeah, that is kind of true. Because they have slave crest on them, so they can't disobey you. That's still not good, though. They're it, slaves. It's not good, no, but, I, like, his thought process, I kind of get it. So, uh, while looking around, the man explains that Melramark is a human supremacy country, and everything else is nothing but beast. Jesus. So, because now from me, he's trying to figure out, like, why the fuck are you able to sell slaves here? Like, yeah. I mean, no sense. And uh, that's the reason. Uh, he then walks up to this one cage with a malnourished beast girl that's coughing uncontrollably. It's the same girl that's at the beginning of the episode. Oh, for the, the one rape? that he hands the, the ball yeah. back to. Yep. And that's where the episode ends. Oh. Like a little plot twist. Yeah. Like he found her. Uh, spoilers on all of it, but <laughs> uh, eventually uh, you, the the episodes continue. He's still with this uh, girl later on, but uh, her name is Rockalia. She's a beast character, like humanoid beast or whatever. Yeah. But whenever she reaches a higher level, she grows in age. So she's not a little girl at this point. She's basically a full-grown adult. Sounds gross. I can already tell. <laughs> so you, you ain't no little girl anymore it's only been two days though well no like uh, there's that like kind of love interest type thing in the series but it's not 
it's not like a harem type show mm-hmm. like they, you can tell that they tried to give a little bit of that and then you kind of backed off of it on the actual later episodes and stuff like that but uh you get that dark twist just in the first episode of super protagonists, which you would expect of a, a typical, like, Isekai, like, trapped in another world type anime. Now he's an anti-hero. He really is. Except yeah. the world. Yeah. And uh, the entire time, uh, he's basically, you know what? I'll fucking defeat these monsters, but fuck all y'all. <laughs> like, he doesn't care for any of the other heroes or anything. And the thing, the funny part is, is he gets stronger than all of them, obviously. Yeah. But... And it turns out his uh, shield can do a lot more than what you would expect. Well, yeah, that's so what like, I always do. Well, like he can do this thing called uh, air shield, where it creates a platform or like a floating shield in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But whenever he has the people that eventually become part of his group, where they can like jump off of him and shit to get higher into the air and stuff, and you get uh, like different kind of like uh, like full like globe shields around them and stuff like that. Where it's not just the itty bitty little shield anymore, yeah. but uh, you get a uh, compared to a lot of other anime, it's a lot darker. Than yeah. so. Well, it got dark toward the middle of it. <laughs> when you bring in the accusation of right, <laughs> we're at a whole nother level. And she does get what's coming to her later on. Rape? No, no, no. <laughs> no <laughs> That's not a bad. Well, yeah, he accused him of rape. So, well, it, it also turns out that uh, that girl, the red-haired girl, mine, she's the king's daughter. Dirty bitch. Yeah. But he has another daughter as well. So the other daughter becomes actual friends with Nalfumi. That wouldn't trust her either. Because she's like the polar opposite of mine. That's what you think until you met mine. (laughs) Uh, Mine is a uh, fire-based spellcaster. And uh, Multi is the the other daughter. And uh, she's a water-based spellcaster. Complete opposites. And they hate each other. Mm Mm-hmm. The best part, though, is that uh, towards the end of uh, season one, it all comes to light how it was a lie because the queen comes back from another country. Like she was visiting another country at the time, but she uh-huh. eventually comes back to the country. And since she's the true lo- the true ruler of the country. And oh, not yeah. The king, the matriarchs, exactly. Yeah. She puts the king in his place and she banishes him from the country completely. Oh, baby, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know thing. And he allow, uh, she allows uh, now for me to choose whatever punishment for mine that he wanted. And he, uh, her name is Bitch from that point on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> How'd they uncover the lie? Uh, it was... It's a lot harder to do like he said, she th- said, you know? They put a uh, slave crest on mine. And uh, since you can't, and it was under the queen, uh, so she put the slave crest on her to, uh, to where everything that she asked her had to be answered truthfully. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. So yeah. hope you got. And every time she lied, she got electrocuted. Oh, uh, okay. So, so there was an actual. There was punishment. Like a, no, like a legit uh, lie detector. Yes. That could be irrefutable, I should say. Yes. Okay. So he does get his. Uh, like his uh, just desserts at the very end of season one, and uh, basically the kingdom relies on him to, and he gets his own uh, land too at the end of season one. I don't know. It's just so those those are so weird to me because the character just immediately starts living this world, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be worried about my family and coming home. Yeah, like but they never ever talk about this stuff in these games uh, or movie or uh, shows. Uh, the one way that a lot of them get around it though is either that they're single. Well, and they have no family. Fucking dead or something. Or they die. Yes. Jesus. 
Yep. But that was season one, episode one of uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. And like I said, it's a 40-minute episode rather than the normal 22 or 20-minute episode yeah. that most of them are. So you do get a lot of information. And the... Uh, the uh, and it fucking turns real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Jesus. Uh, there's uh, a couple of other anime that went with that same kind of a trope. Because it's becoming Star a trope. Super Sunny. Right. Uh, there's another one, uh, Ari Fureta, which is uh, from World's uh, Weakest to World's Strongest or something like that is the name of it. Mm -hmm. And he becomes kind of like the same kind of character. But they did better, I think, with uh, the Naofumi character, where he actually had a personality to it and stuff beforehand. You know what's a show that's good that I haven't watched yet? Like, like I have two favorite anime of all time. It's One Piece and Case Closed. <laughs> or a, uh, I guess they call it Detective Code in Japan. Yeah. But here is Case Closed. And I've started recently collecting those manga to, you know, just to see the, the differences between One Piece and the, the anime and the manga. Yeah. Uh, but uh, One Punch Man has been a little, little bit of interest for me. Mm -hmm. I want to check it out. Uh, they got three seasons. I think it's yeah. three, yeah. Yeah, three seasons. This is the one guy with that. He's just got that one fucking hand. He doesn't even try. That's all he fucking needs. It's something about that premise is so nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think most people now, after these episodes, have figured out which ones that I like. Yeah. Overlord. Yeah. Blue Exorcist. And then I... I'm just an enigma. You don't know what I like. <laughs> Except for dirty stuff, I guess. You know that much? <laughs> just anything dirty, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, Bleach. One of the original big three. Oh, uh, yeah, Bleach. So I, I think all, all of them have new episodes recently. Yeah, they do. Yeah, congratulations. Even uh, Naruto is going to have new episodes. Oh, the big three. Yeah, and uh, they're trying to make Demon Slayer one of the big three. Uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, well, like Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and Naruto, Naruto, probably. Oh, God, Naruto. <laughs> that is one of the worst shows I have ever seen in my life. And the thing is, is that most people don't even look at it as canon. It's like, ah, really? damn. Like, it is, obviously. Yeah. But most people are like, ah. <laughs> We don't want to deal with this bullshit. Well, that's life. Sometimes you don't get the good shows anymore. <laughs> that's why you should always stop something at the right moment. Yeah. Don't just keep going. I agree. Or it'll turn into absolute trash. Yes. Yes, it really will. There's been a few anime where it's like, you know, you could have had a season two. Like Dragon Ball GT. They quit that and thank God they quit it. Yeah, I'm not like uncanonized it. I know. Like, thank God. I'm just saying they didn't give it another season. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. Man. It's like, we'll cut that off. That's an alternate universe, so it's an alternate reality. I could have sworn the Frieza saga was going to be the la the last saga. Yeah. No, or no, not the Frieza. The Boo was going to be his last one. But then for some reason, he went on to the Cell saga. Or was the Cell it's, saga? The Cell was before Boo. Cell was before Boo? Mm-hmm. They were going to end... Oh, uh, I can't remember a damn thing. Well, after the Cell saga, they were going to end Goku. And yeah. have it be Gohan. Be Gohan, yeah. Yeah. For like a Super Saiyan 2 punches Cell so hard in the stomach he fucking vomits out an android. And then you got a dad that's such an asshole. It's like, here's Cell. Here's the Fitsu Bean. Did he? Yeah, give him one. Somebody here to cover. Fuck. He's like, my son's gonna fuck you up now. So let me put you at full strength and you can take that full ass whooping. Yeah. No excuses, yo. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. God dang. It's like, dude, you got him already fucked up. Just like, go hard kill him. Yeah, like, uh, that's, that's another thing I never understood about Dragon Ball. Like, I understand people love it, right? Yeah. But watch it. You have a whole fucking group watching you get your ass beat by one guy. Yeah. Why don't you all just fucking jump in and help me out? 
I bet you if all the Z fighters had jumped Cell, they would have had a chance. Well, Krillin would have still got his ass beat. Hey, man, they would have. All of them would have still had a chance. <laughs> they should do a Krillin spinoff where it's not like like that level of villain, right? Mm-hmm. But at his level, where like he was a cop in one of the uh, recent movies. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, so just like have him follow and have some have him fight some like equal level. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That would be cool. Like him, like some Captain America level powers. It's something not crazy, crazy. Right, good. but like something believable to his level. Yeah. That he does within like his police job. Mm-hmm. I, you can tell because I'm sure that I like Krillin. So yeah, there you go. If you're killing it, you're killing it, right? Hey, man. <laughs> Android 18, that's all he needs. <laughs> all right, I guess that's that. But if you guys have any uh, any comments, questions, uh, Knights of Entertainment Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next time. Adios.